the beaches of Hilton Head Island where we've been all day. Our Ryan Dismanaski actually here overnight starting around 4 in the morning. We picked up his shift trying to keep you that 24-hour coverage. We're on Tybee Island right on the beach actually and the waves are crashing pretty hard out here. Water is coming through this parking lot over on this side of me. A couple of restaurants folks would know El Sombrero, Holiday Pizza. Those high winds and that's exactly what we're experiencing here in Bryan County. I'm in the southern portion of the county in Richmond Hill. We are here on Wilmington Island just off of Morningside Drive. I'm WTOC's digital anchor and multimedia journalist Simone McKinney. You were just hearing from many of our reporters who were scattered throughout the area on Wednesday, August 30th, during the impacts of Hurricane Idalia. Now we have a detailed weather breakdown of how the storm impacted us from our Andrew Gordon and Dave Turley. But we also have information from the reporters who were talking to local officials, residents, visitors, all about what they were seeing and how the storm impacted them. We'll start off with WTOC's Camille Syed, who was on Tybee Island. I just spoke to the city manager actually of Tybee who said they were expecting to close Highway 80 because of high tide and flooding, but they didn't even have to do that. So I keep hearing words like grateful and fortunate from Tybee Islanders and city leaders as they look back at today and see what Edalia brought. We're looking at some strong winds, but very little rain conditions they say are a breeze compared to storms that they felt in the past. Heavy winds on Tybee Island as Idalia came through Georgia's coast. Some coming to see the crashing waves for themselves. I like to see what a hurricane does at the beach. It's interesting. And some bars like Winrose still have their doors open, according to owner Jessica Hadley. They always like to have somewhere to have their little hurricane parties. The wind knocked some power lines down like this on 2nd Avenue. Limbs and debris can be seen on the streets, but there wasn't as much rain as what might have been, meaning little flooding. That's something Deb Barrero is grateful for. I think we got off really easy today. She's been living here for nearly 30 years and has seen many storms. The wind was scary um, and the gusts were frightening, but the damage seems to be minimal. While Tybee Island Mayor Shirley Sessions says she's also grateful, she acknowledges the fact that the beach endured some powerful winds, erosion being her main concern. A lot of wind, a lot of flooding and that's what really causes the damages. She says city staff will be teaming up with the Department of Natural Resources to take a look at how much sand was lost and go from there. If, if it was significant, we will be able to get some funding to help with those repairs. Um, and so, but all in all, we're very fortunate and our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to our neighbors in Florida and inland who, who were not as fortunate. Now from the island to the city in Savannah, large trees fell on power lines, knocking out power for residents in the area. Here's WTOC's Flynn Snyder's report the night of the storm. Dahlia is leaving the Savannah area. The question on everyone's mind tonight is when do I get my power back? We are here at 50th and Habersham. Residents here had their power knocked out earlier this afternoon after a massive oak tree fell across the street, taking with it a light pole and several other wires as well. We're told a transformer blew out across the street as well. Luckily, no one reported injured. No houses appear to be damaged as well. Right now, nearly 30,000 customers in Chatham County remain without power tonight. That number grows as you talk about the whole coastal empire that's been impacted by Edalia. 
The tree across the street here in Savannah is one of several scenes like this across our area right now. I spoke tonight with Georgia Power. They tell me that their crews, along with crews from Alabama and Mississippi, were pre-staged prior to Adalia's arrival and are waiting for the green light to begin restoration work. Georgia Power says that every storm is different, so they haven't been able to nail down a time when power will be completely restored. Right now, they say they're waiting for conditions to settle before getting to work. Um, with safety being our top priority right now, we are waiting on the winds to die down a little bit, and we're monitoring that regularly. So as soon as the conditions are safe to do so, we will begin assessing conditions and restoration work will begin. The crews are prepped, they're ready to get to work, and we'll be working tirelessly to get the lights restored where we are experiencing outages. Georgia Power says the best thing you can do to help power get restored is to give crews space on the roads when they do begin that restoration work. I mean, now those fallen trees and power outages were happening across the state, including in McIntosh County. I met a woman there named Christy who lives in Darien. She says even with everyday storms, they worry about not only how these trees and branches will fall, but what they will fall on. It's very scary because the trees just fall. You can be riding down the road and they just fall down. Like um, before me and my son went to the grocery store today, the tree just fell right after we passed through. So and that was this tree right here. Mm -hmm. It was scary. So, yeah. Yeah. And so with any storm that comes up in the area, what's top of mind for you as you are in your home? I'm just worried about if we're going to have a tree fall on top of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, you and your family have lived in this area for a very long time, right? Born and raised. My mom was born and raised in the house right across the street. So, yeah. Now, while some localities in our area saw minimal impacts from the storm, others saw much more severe weather, bringing high-speed winds, heavy downpours, tornadoes, and widespread flooding. State officials reported the first Georgia death linked to Hurricane Idalia. Just a few miles north of Valdosta, a man died from a falling tree while, while trying to help cut up and clear another tree. And on Thursday, Governor Brian Kemp called the impact seen in Ben Hill, Clinch, and Marion counties devastating. Now we have these stories and many more covering Hurricane Idalia from beginning to end. That's on our website, WTOC.com. I'm Simone McKinney. Thank you so much for joining us.